Welcome back to Slowly by Slowly, Bit by Bit, episode 6. Today we're going to talk about interracial marriages and inter-regional marriages, or what should we call it when it's a Westerner married to an Indonesian? Interracial? Is, is that the same? I mean, because we are also interreligious then. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, and then maybe we will talk a little bit about sexuality. Mm. Maybe. I'm Irene from Denmark. I'm Devi from Indonesia. And I'm Elena from Australia. Let's kick it off. Yay! Elena, oh. you are married to... I am married to an You Indonesian. bought married to Indonesia. Yeah, well, my my interracial marriage is, is actually a little more complex because my hubby is half Indonesian, half Indian. Mm-hmm. So he came from an interracial Indonesian marriage because his father was Indian but uh, grew up in Indonesia and married his mother, who's East Javanese. Hopefully he didn't marry his mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> Sonu's father married Sonu's mother, who is East Javanese. Um, and sorry. so they were, they were already interracial um, and in a different time too as well. So um, I should probably talk to my mother-in-law about that and see if there was any kind of... Uh, repercussions for her within her family or her friends that she married um, outside of her culture. That would be very interesting. Yeah, especially back in those times. But also uh, on top of all of that, being that my husband's half Indian, half Indonesian, um, he practically from well, from his teenage years grew up in Australia. Mm. Um, so he has a Australian accent when he talks <laughs> in English. Um, so he's very kind of already quite worldly within himself. So for me um, in particular, it was there was no issue as far as family issues of, you know, not being accepted or anything like that because obviously it was already a thing within the family, the whole interracial thing. Yeah, it's a, it's, it is an interesting thing though. I, um, I think we kind of... I don't know how to word it. What? Tell me what it's like for you, Irene, because I need. I think I need help. I'm not articulating very well right now. Oh, that's fine. Um, well, for me, um, meeting Iwan was we first met as friends, um, and then he started helping me out, and um, well, we just kind of fell into it little by little. That I fell for him, and he fell for me, and um, ended up hanging out for years and years and years until we got married. But the the tricky part for me was understanding because Indonesians don't talk about feelings the way Westerners do. Mm. At least not Iwan, he doesn't. Um, So me trying to articulate that I really liked him was very hard for me. And I remember the first time I said to him that I love him, he looked at me like, duh. Oh, like um, that's an obvious. Yeah, because for him, you don't need to articulate the words because you already show it in the way that you Through act. Through your actions. Exactly. And and he would then look at me and say like, well, of course. Um, but then he would make an effort to actually tell me that he loves me back. Right. Um, so now then when, whenever we are not together, if, if he's spending a night out um visiting someone he will he will send me messages and say good night honey and love you and talk to you in the morning and things like that so he sort of morphed his behavior to or mm-hmm. balanced his behavior to respect your background yes. and what your 
emotional upbringing was like and your need, emotional needs are like. Yes, um, at least when we're private. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when we're public, um, he is very Indonesian still because he does not do any of the hand-holding. Mm-hmm. You do not kiss, you do not touch, mm-hmm. you basically keep your distance um, to a certain degree because if I'm crossing the street, he will put a hand uh, on, on my neck or on my back or somewhere. Yeah, he's t- certainly not gui- cold towards you. No, when no, he will guide in public. so yeah. he make sure I'm, I'm safe, um, which is a very nice and, and interesting experience. Mm. In Denmark, you would hold hands, you would kiss in public. I don't do that very publicly, <laughs> yeah. but there are people in Denmark who would seriously do French kissing. It's okay kissing. to do that, but here yeah. is... Public kind of displays of affection is much more yes. acceptable, and to a much higher degree. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the same in Australia. Yeah, you would go, you could go to a park and see people having a full snuggle and kiss and mm. roll about on the grass. Not yeah. sex, although I have seen that in public <laughs> in Australia as well at the beach one day, which was fairly entertaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A couple decided to just live porn. <laughs> they had, when they when they were done, finally said and done. There was a full applause from the whole everyone that was on the beach. Like everyone was cheering <laughs> and clapping for them. Uh, I'm was, also thinking, poor woman, sand and then yeah. sex. <laughs> this was a part of our conversation whilst it was happening. It's like this is not going to end well for her. <laughs> no. <laughs> But you would never see that here. Um, no, no. Yeah, they will end up in jail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if anyone do that. But yeah. even here, you're not allowed to do like topless uh, sunbathing, mm, things like that. No. no. End up in jail too? What yeah. else? <laughs> the list goes. Well, okay, back to Sophie. <laughs> Hi, Sophie. Sorry. <laughs> um, she was at a beach one time with her boyfriend and she had been in her bikini mm. and she could They had been like on a beach very... Where is it? the beach? I can't Bali, remember. Where? No, it, but it wasn't Java, but as far as I remember, but it was very isolated, so there weren't really any mm. people. So she thought, well, I can be in my bikini. And then they saw in distance people coming over and she put on a sarong and covered her up like a dress. Mm-hmm. And they came over and they wanted photos and one of them tried to take off her sarong so she could have a photo with, with in her... In a bikini. In a bikini. And Sophie was holding wow. on to it for dear life, going like, what? No. That's intense. Yeah, very. Again, back to privacy issues in, yeah. in yeah. Indonesia. Yeah, Which is really funny that you that you bring up Bali too, because I think in Bali, especially since the last time we went, I really noticed it. But the tourists there are so disrespectful to the yeah. Indonesian culture and yeah. what's mm. acceptable as far as walking around the streets in. Like... You've got women just wearing next to nothing and the boys just wearing their board shorts, their swimming shorts, mm. and that's it. Like there's no respect to putting on T-shirts when they're going to restaurants. Yeah. Um, it's so against the Indonesian culture. It's like – and living here, so the last time I went there, I was already living here. So yes. I obviously visited Bali before living here. And, yeah, then it just becomes so much more obvious. It's like, oh, okay, people, maybe we need to learn a little bit about the culture. culture. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, have a little bit more respect for where you are. Yeah, so really or fun. go to the sacred place in Bali where you have to, like, very dress properly. Yeah. With, and then I think I remember someone put it in Instagram, in Instagram, like, complaining that, why they not allow me to go inside? Well, there there was a rule there how yeah. you dress it and you didn't dress it. Yeah. Like that. It's so a spiritual place. Yeah, it's a spiritual yeah. place. What you expect. Mm-hmm. Do well, your research. Yeah, <laughs> before do your research you go. before you go. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, that would be the same as, as, well, 
um, Ewan's parents are both passed away. Mm. Um, so for me, I never got to meet them except uh, going to the cemetery. Mm. Um, but for that, I mean, I have to respect the rules. That means if I have my period, I will let Ewan know. Well, yeah. he will know, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we will not, uh, I will not get out of the car when we go to the cemetery if I have my period out of respect for um, yeah. everyone there yeah. um, and his religion. Right. Which is another thing, because in order to get married in Indonesia, you have to have the same religion. So in order to for me to marry Iwan, I turned Muslim. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the community. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Still an atheist over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had to do that in order to get married. Yeah. Well, okay, sure. Um, as religious doesn't mean that much to me. To me, it was not that big of a of a mm. deal. Mm. So I didn't mind that much. You were happy to do that to marry the man that you loved and yes. to be a part. And I think I think for you too, you also knew that converting to Islam um, didn't mean that the, then the, you were needing to wear different clothing mm-hmm. and having to do different duties and uh, perform different. Um, you know, change your behavior in yes. any way, shape, or form. There was no expectation of that from Ewan that that would be the case. It was yeah. literally just a need to to change your religion so that you could be married legally married legally married. Yes, yeah. exactly. But I mean, that was also one of my concerns when when we first started dating seriously. I mean, what would his expectations be? Because I'm a pretty independent European. Yeah. I'm not gonna service. Um, him in any way i mean i'm not gonna wait on him hand and foot you know, have uh, dinner on the table at 6 p.m every yep, night nope. and the dishes cleaned and the house nope. cleaned and yeah and then lie in bed wearing sexy laundry mm-hmm. ready to perform my wifely duties mm-hmm. no um I'm, I'm not gonna be the little wifey who, yep. who's who's just gonna be there yep. uh, like that yeah um but he's pretty open himself he's pretty um well, broad-minded, so to speak. So he's not expecting that. He's very well able to clean himself. Not himself, but yeah. Clean the house. Himself and the house. Yes. <laughs> he knows perfectly well how, how a broom works and how, how you wash the floors and, and do the laundry. and. His expectations weren't of the stereotypical Indonesian man yeah. getting married and marrying a woman who would then be at home and running the household. Exactly. Yeah. Which, uh, unfortunately, it seems a bit like it is here in Indonesia that yeah. the wife has a, it's a stereotype. That's true. Yeah, I, <clears throat> so I had the experience with this guy like years back and we weren't dating at the time, but we were just close and stuff. And I told him that I wanted to continue my education. I really want to get a master's degree. And his response was like, where would you do that? Why? Why? Yeah, right. Instead of yeah, that's is a fantastic like, idea. Wow, that's that's great. Like, yeah. what university do you want to go? I so like, why would you want to do that? That's a lot of money. We better buying stuff. Blah 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 blah. Like, I don't think I want to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Why, why is why is a ma- what's a master's degree going to help you when you're just cleaning the house? Yeah. You don't need a master's for that. That's true. <laughs> you make enough money now. Yeah. Well, you're going to waste your money to a paper, yeah. like <laughs> your master's degree. To learn more, yeah, to, to educate more yourself. To, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> to be more independent. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. But yeah. well, I was joking a lot with my friends in the beginning, saying that Indonesia feels like it's maybe around 50, 60 years behind. Very much so. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And it still feels like that. There's a serious patriarchy here. Yes. I was, yeah, I was going strong. I was talking to my friend, like, she, she's going through a really hard time with the marriage right now. And then she told me, like, I'm so jealous of you, Devi, because how you can stand to, like, still single right now, doing things what you want to do. And I asked her back, like, so looking what your experience right now, if we can go back, would you did the prenup? Mm. Would you like did the? Would you, would you do, do things differently? differently? Yeah, like you know, talking about financial with your uh, boyfriend at that time, and then do the health check before you got married. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, "Yeah, I think I will do that." Yeah. <laughs> so at least she learned from it. I yeah. It's so it's so sad, but yeah, we were talking a lot of things about like. That's the reason why I don't want to get married because of people pushing you because you're already old enough and you will expire soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, I don't yes, know. us women have an expiry yeah. date. Yeah. Yeah. You will be expired soon. No, nobody will like you. You know, like well, no man will be, take you. You've got to be baby making age mm. for starters. Yeah. And you'll be put out to pasture. Otherwise, it's, we're no longer of use if. Yeah. And also, like, here. Like I said, talking about prenup, let's say as simple as that, or mm-hmm. you putting before you get married, you putting on the test, like how is your financial mm-hmm. condition? Because, you know, in Indonesia, it will become a, an issue later, right. the financial thing. But when you talk about that, when you ask people to do that, they will like, don't you love each other? You yeah, don't you, you trust me? Yeah. yeah. It's like the the elegance of hope and the romance of hope yeah, like glorifying know, and this our, love. yeah and putting our hope and our and my trust in our mm. love instead of going well things go south sometimes and stuff happens that's unpredictable mm. maybe we should prepare for that yeah which is the same as with businesses you have to prepare how do you want to get out of it if mm-hmm. it turns sour mm-hmm. get out of it in a in a friendly way yeah same with business same with marriage yeah that's true also the main the issue would be like kids. Yes. If if the the women can give kids or not, economic, <laughs> like financial. Yeah. Yeah. I think the divorce is around that. So but there's excuse. also there's also the the whole thing about if you're Muslim and you have a girl, then if you're divorced, the girl goes to the dad. If you're if you, if the mom gets married again, something like that. Um, I don't know, I'm still with my mom right now. <laughs> I, mean, so if you're, I don't know. If, if you're within a certain age, as far as yeah. I heard at least, there's some no kind idea. of... Yeah, I have no idea. Irene. Because they were worried that if the mom get married again, and the new dad will not teach her the proper uh, way to be as a Muslim. Yeah, right. But yeah, I don't I'm know if it's like, true. Again, yeah. I'm hearing a lot of weird shit um, with yeah. all of this. I also heard a very interesting one, um, which is um, one of my colleague, colleagues told me, that his wife, uh, he's Muslim, uh, his wife is making sure that he will go to heaven by wearing a hijab. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's yeah. a common one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a common one. Yeah. yeah. So, so it has nothing to do with his um, his behavior or his no. actions. Is that how it has all to do with her. That's She's been my question this whole time. Because there's a lot of uh, statement mm. that, yeah, if you wear hijab, then you will go to heaven. Yeah, if you obey your husband, you will go to heaven. But then I'm thinking, but there is much more in this world, in this life than wearing hijab and like serve your husband, right? You know, I mean, like yeah. there's a lot of kindness. 
will the god not consider that like you giving extra money to the parking man like yeah <laughs> yeah i think yeah that's i mean this is this is a religious argument now yeah that, and <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it yeah. doesn't just it doesn't just adapt to islam it adapts yeah, to all religions to all the religions yeah there's yeah. like the fear of consequence if you're a good or a bad person yeah, 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 yeah. you know if you don't do this you're going to yeah. hell if you do do this you'll go to heaven it's like well I shouldn't. I shouldn't be choosing to be a good person out of fear of yeah. being punished. I should choose to be a good person because that's the right thing to do. Full yeah. stop. Um, and then the idea that your partner has to behave a certain way f- to allow you to go to heaven mm. is placing that fear onto somebody else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's. I. I feel like that's a really unfair. It's pretty unfair. It's a. It's an interesting concept. Let's yeah. say that. Um, I th- I know too that that same uh, idea of women who choose to in the Islamic faith who choose to uh, they married they get married they're not wearing the hijab and then all of a sudden they start wearing the hijab and I have asked oh all, all of a sudden you're wearing the hijab like what changed your mind why did you decide to do that it's you know curiosity and. Uh, the response has been a couple of times, oh, because I want to get pregnant. So mm. the yeah. idea is that, that they wear the hijab so that they'll be blessed by God mm. um, and allow that, allow then they'll be allowed to be pregnant, to become pregnant. Mm. Yeah, so it has nothing to do with sex. Right. I'm like, you should just have sex every second day or month. Yeah. And that'll probably work. But. Yeah, I guess it's and that, but you know this is faith. That's what faith is, isn't yeah, it? You yeah. know, this it, is what religion it, is. It's what faith it. is. <laughs> no, and like I said, it's not just Islam. I think yeah, we're talking about Islam because we're in Indonesia. We're yeah. on the island of Java. The main religion here is Islam. If we were in Australia, we'd be talking about Christianity. If we yeah. were in Denmark, mm. Christianity also. Yeah, Christianity. Yeah, yeah. We're mainly Protestants. Yeah. Okay. So but I mean, there's there's also a lot of of Catholics here in Indonesia. Yes. They have the same issue about no sex before marriage and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But that's basically an issue all over Indonesia as well, as I see it. Sorry, it's I kind of jumped into that. It's culture, like, not uh, like um, it's culture in Indonesia. But the uh, sex uh, after married things is is nothing to do with. I mean, like yeah, it's related to religion, but it's became culture, so it applied to. Everyone. Everyone. And it seems to be much more accepted by the younger generation mm. and followed by the younger generation yeah. than it is in our respective countries. Irene, I would say. Well, Sex before marriage. Well, we don't believe in marriage in Denmark. So, yeah. That right. th- we so, it doesn't matter. We don't give a <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's certainly not adhered to by many in Australia, mm. that, that concept. But here it's... It's a real thing that is definitely adhered to. Mm. Um, and funnily enough, it kind of ties into, I remember having a chat with our director at the school about sex education because mm. I wanted to know, you know, what do we teach? What are we teaching the kids? What yeah. are they learning about sex education? And it's almost met with a little bit of blankness because the idea that we need to teach them about the consequences of sex at that age isn't a thing because they're not having sex yeah right yeah Mm. because they're not married so therefore we don't need to teach them Mm. and that it just kind of feeds into that whole 
education around it, but there's an acceptance, like I said, from the kids. They just, it's like, yeah, well, I won't be having sex until I'm married. Mm. Yeah, but then what? So after they're married, should they still not know what sex is all about? That they can actually say no to the husband or mm-hmm. tell him if it's not comfortable or mm-hmm. not nice or if he could do something different to make it more fun. They don't know their their, their own bodies. And exactly. Yeah, there's no education around the, their own rights to their own and bodies. rape in marriage is possible. It happens yeah. Yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. And I mean... Why are we not teaching women or children, or not children, young girls, why are we not teaching them and young boys this is sex? Yeah. Um, instead, they, they, they go online and we do say that in Indonesia they have a non-pornography mm. uh, policy and, and you can't that's find BS. it online, but that's bullshit. <laughs> you can find it online and a lot of young people, that, that's their sex education. Yeah. They watch pornography as sex education. They get the wrong idea. That oh. is, has nothing mm. to do with, with a relationship between yeah. two grown-ups. Because in most pornography, a woman is submissive. Yes, and the man is dominant and that is how it's done, right? And, and it's she's often aggressive. And she's apparently enjoying it very much. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And now what's happening is you've seen this generation come through where their sexual desires are now not being met in reality mm. because their reality is pornography. Yes. Yeah. And then they meet a woman and the woman's not the porn star mm. and all of a sudden it's no longer good for them because... So when did when do you have sex education in in Australia? What age? Uh, from year seven, so okay. twelve years old. Yeah. So th- we're secondary school. Yeah. Well, we were about the same. I think it was eleven when we first had. But I was in a in a weird private school where we had a lot of classes together because we were very small classes. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I was eleven. Yeah. When she first whipped out an, a cucumber and a condom. <laughs> Ours, our sex education for year seven didn't. Uh, didn't go straight into sex as such. Mm. Um, we were a Catholic school, so no sex before marriage. <laughs> um, right. But we learnt a lot about sexual health, mm. maintaining your sexual health, what periods are and what puberty is and the, and the things that you'll go through with puberty and those sort of things. And I think it probably was year nine um, that they began talking about sex itself Mm. um, and contraceptions and Mm. those kind of things. So when we were a bit younger, it was more about, yeah, the the changing that is about to happen because you're right on the cusp of puberty at that age. Um, We still, me and my friends still have this hilarious memory of one of our high school teachers, Miss Neat. Um, She was morbidly obese (laughs) and she was teaching the girls in the class about thrush and what it's like to get thrush, a yeast infection, sorry, right. a yeast infection, mm-hmm. and how using natural yogurt is the best cure for it. And ever since then, whenever we're like with each other and someone brings yogurt out, we all start gagging because we, <laughs> we think of Miss Neat and yoga and thrust yeast infection. But it's a very good thing to know and I mean also about periods. Here they don't know anything about periods. Yeah. Uh, even my husband, he didn't understand the, the functionality of a period. What does it do? Why, is it, why are you in pain? Right. So I asked pain? him if he understood 
I mean, what does it actually do physically? Yeah. And he didn't understand, so I, I explained it to him, and he almost threw up. Yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, um, it's not something that we talk about. Yeah, what no. did, what was your sexual education like in school, Debbie? Uh, Non-existent. We didn't get actually any like, like main subject in a school. Mm-hmm. But when I was in junior head, uh, junior high school, um, I was picked and sent to the health workshop a thing mm-hmm. and they also e- explained about the reproduction health and stuff so i what did they actually say yeah just like this is your china <laughs> this is test this test this and period mm-hmm. but they, did they don't also explain about the man i uh, know uh the man yeah i think i don't really remember but they don't explaining the sex just the health reproduction yeah yeah like how to make a baby yeah because i think if people do that that then they will be accused that promoting uh-huh. sex yeah and it was like years ago it's it's more more conservative than now so i can imagine but i've i've heard that excuse as well people saying that if you explain about sex the kids are going to get curious and want to try it yeah and i'm like they're going to be curious anyway and at least they're this way yeah. yeah and at least this way they know at how least to you use are a condom. there when they and also <laughs> trying to you know, find out body and to know what things are and how they work and what you can do for yourself um and then they can take that forward yeah into their future we we do a lot about um how to say no yeah there's a lot of that yeah consent yes yeah because also is it are you being pressured into this or do you actually want it Mm -hmm. how what do you feel like yeah um because a lot of kids they they think that they should just do it because everyone else is doing it yeah which is bullshit yeah the pressure and, and i guess too there's a lot of pressure from yeah Sorry, so I just found I remember this because um I was tumbling on Twitter and then I found a very interesting um someone talk about uh sexual masturbation and stuff and I screenshot it because I want to share it with you too but I forgot apparently. Yeah. <laughs> now you've got it. What yeah, does it say? And then yeah. uh that's why I was uh, trying to find it on my phone. Um someone asking this guy, this guy is doctor how do girls do masturbation <laughs> so they don't know that girls can't uh masturbate too yeah and someone on twitter with you know like i'm from uh, indonesia yeah from indonesia yeah okay. so asking this doctor like how do we girls do mat- masturbation mm. what's the process yeah so that's the level of knowledge how clueless yeah people mm. are with sex here yeah well um I've I've had a lot of talks about sex with with um, previous co-workers and they really did not have a clue and they were at first when we talked about it they were a bit shy but also curious mm. so they would ask all of these questions and I would get to ask questions as well this one girl was telling me that her father did not allow her to um get on undressed outside the bathroom so she would always wear wear fully clothed as soon as she was out of the bathroom she would go to the bathroom take a shower put on clothes immediately and then she would never take off her clothes unless she would shower mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. uh, and i'm i'm thinking then how do you know your own body you only have a shower you don't have a, a a mirror in the shower how do you know what you look like yeah how do you know your body image if if you don't if you're never allowed to see it yeah yeah 
And also I had another um, fun experience where I brought condoms with me to work because mm-hmm. this is not something you, you just go out and buy in Indonesia. Well, it is, but it's a bit taboo and it's a bit embarrassing. And, yeah. And yeah, people well, judging you. Yes. Oh, oh I've, I've tried <laughs> getting condoms in my... my uh, um, purse? No, not oh. purse, but in in, in the shopping oh. thing, and I go up to the counter, and the girl looks down, and she goes out, and out comes a guy. What? So she apparently didn't want to handle the condoms. Wow. I should, I should uh, buy condom at some point in in the convenience <laughs> Yeah, I would see how they react. Well, this was in in Chias Bay. Okay. But um, but yeah, seriously, and and she was standing outside in the back, just looking really stressed out. And I'm thinking, what that was the reaction for? Anyway, so I took the condoms with me to work, and I showed the girls. I even brought a banana, so I showed the girls. I told them, you have to know as well how to put on a condom. Mm-hmm. And I showed them how to do it. And um, one of the girls was very pregnant and she said, can I have one? And I said, sure. She said, oh, I'm going to use it next time I have sex with my husband. And I said, you do know you are already, already. pregnant, <laughs> right? So she didn't know. She that didn't even understand the concept. See, yeah, 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 see, that's the level of cluelessness yeah. in Indonesia. <laughs> Either that or she was not going to have sex until after she had had the baby, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, no, she didn't understand that. Yeah, Maybe she also doesn't understand what the condom for. But also, <laughs> I, I, in particular here, also, you know, for sexual health using a condom because um, it's acceptable for men to have multiple wives. Mm. True. Um, so there's a lot of outside of the marriage sex going on yeah. for mm. the men. Um, and a lot of yeah, and a lot yeah. of prostitution. So there's a lot of sexual disease coming to the wives that you know are at mm. home doing the right thing. Yeah, um, and then they're the ones ending up with chlamydia and syphilis and or HIV, HIV, and yeah. yeah, all the fun stuff. There are a lot of cases where these um, women got the HIV from her husband, mm-hmm. and she was. You know, like very decent person, and then suddenly she got it, and people seeing her yeah. as a very bad person. That what did you do in your past? Mm. Yeah, you it must have done something wrong. Yeah. yeah, that's why I also told my friend like, I think if you get married again, if this one is end, <laughs> you should do the health check before before you decided to marry someone. Mm. So know what's going on. If you can have kid, if you don't, if you cannot have kid, if yeah. you have something, HIV, anything, do they still want to accept you as you are or not? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, and that's something that we're taught in sexual education yeah. as well, is that if you do become sexually active with someone, you should always embark on a sexual health check. Mm-hmm. The Together. Both of you to know from the beginning before you start yeah. that you're both clear, you're both yeah. clean, everyone's healthy, mm-hmm. and then Go you can for proceed. It. Yeah. Exactly, and it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, we we have the same in Denmark. Um, basically, we, I think most go uh, once a year or something. Mm-hmm. But it's also because we are very sexually open in Denmark. Mm-hmm. We yeah. we don't really believe in the whole um, marriage and then sex. Um, I think my brothers. I have four brothers, and two of them were married, and two of them were not. All of them had children. Um, the f- my oldest brother, I think he was. Uh, he was with his girlfriend for like what 15 years before they got married and already had two kids Mm -hmm. Um, 
before they they decided to get married because mm. it's not such a thing where you just you have to get married. Yeah, you yeah. don't need that. You don't need that stamp of approval yeah. from an institution. Yeah. No? Before it's like you're in love. We're in love. Well, yeah. yeah. You make your own decision then. Exactly. You're a grown up. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very cultural here. I wish um. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cultural. There's a lot of pressure. There's yeah. a lot of pressure on women to. Yeah to be married by a certain age there's a lot of arranged marriages going on um you know there's a lot of very too close to family member arranged marriages going on mm. um uh and there's a the lot idea of checking. that once you are married that you are then just to be the baby, baby maker yeah. um and the home the home cleaner and cooker and yeah baby carer and that's the role that you take on. Um, I think it's, you know, I think there's definitely exceptions to the rule. Debbie sitting across the couch in front of me right now is a massive exception to the rule. And um, I think it's good to say that there are plenty of women in Indonesia stepping away from those roles and yeah. actually regaining some feminist action, um, you know, kind of reclaiming their, their identity their identities yeah. back and saying no no no, no. we've mm. had enough of this we're intelligent people we can mm. do our own thing and i'm certainly exposed to it with women here at the school that um that are living in a, in a, in a different way as well and they're still um very close to their faith um and their religion um uh, but they're also independent and got supportive husbands of their yeah. independence so it's it's available it's there and it's going to take time to get there and like you said before they're about what 50 years behind mm, yeah. in that area and i think it, it will come um but just needs more women to keep standing up and saying this is not what i want i want to be educated yeah. i want to go to university i want a job myself i want to pay my own bills i want i want to buy my own house i want to go, I want to to go shopping when i want to yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't just want to be a baby making machine. That's not my. But also, it should be okay for a couple to live together if they want to live together oh God, instead of being yeah. married. <laughs> that's a pretty new rule that's come out recently, which kind of you know goes backwards, doesn't it? Is that now? So now they have uh, made that a, a new law. I think they wanted to. I don't know if it's Where happened it here. Happened yet? Like in that Jakarta, you're not allowed to oh, live yeah. together. Live together before oh, marriage. Oh yeah, it's in it's all across Indonesia, I think. So yeah. is it already a law or not? Because I know I they want to make it into a law, and I, I know that it's, it's it's um not yet. Yeah, it's going to be very rough. Uh, road to get there, and how are they going to police it as well? I mean, that's this oh, is they're already doing it, but without the law. Yeah, the, the local pocket. vigilantes, like yes. you know, the communities going. Ah! pointing you out and gossip and and a lot yeah. of people are being thrown out of costs and are yeah. thrown out of rented houses because they're living together with their loved ones and and they cannot produce a marriage certificate yeah yeah and how does that hurt other people's i don't understand why how like, their yeah, actions yeah, are like living together they yeah. just two people in love right like and then why people i don't know why do you care indonesian will hate me for saying this but like what they do that hurt other people yeah nothing how does it affect they just they just just couple you Mm -hmm. know like living their lives without i mean i don't understand that it's also the same with with um the gay and lesbian 
they're going yeah. lesbian sector here. I mean, it's just, you know, they're also put into that same category of just it's wrong and you're not allowed and therefore we're going to throw you in jail if you're found to be engaged in any homosexual activity. Which is against the human rights. Mm. And Indonesia signed that in, what, 50 years ago or yeah. something? Yeah. More? 70 years ago. Yeah. I had the conversation with uh, one of the uh, friend. And then she was starting uh, telling about the story back when she was in college that she thinks one of her friend were lesbian, mm. and then sorry, and then she pulled out from the friendship because afraid that she will turn her into lesbian. And I said, like, if you're not lesbian, <laughs> you're then not that's lesbian. not gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like an <laughs> if infectious that happens, disease. It means you're lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen unless you want it to. Yeah. 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 It's, so. it's, it's, again, but that comes down to education, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, True. so if they had the sexual education where they would be open about these things, they mm. would know it does not necessarily affect you unless you're already such inclined. Yeah. Mm. I think it comes, it certainly comes back down to um, a very religious dominant country. Yeah. Um, sort of allowing that religion to really dictate how things happen and things run whether that's good whether that's bad i'll say neither way um but i think that's that tends to be where the decisions are being made from that point of view instead of you know just the general health and well-being of nobody can argue about it like nobody yeah yeah you and you aren't you aren't left with much room to argue it um when it, it is a religious-based decision because, because then you yeah. should follow the yeah, religion. Yeah, because you show be that you don't agree, then people will start like labeling you with a lot of other yeah. stuff that, yeah. you know, it's better that I back off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and in particular in Indonesia, you have to be very careful about what you say that is you know, true. around certain topics. And, um, and you certainly, you don't want to come across or be perceived as a bigot in any way, shape mm. or form. Um and I think it's important that you can, but I still think it's important that we can have these conversations yeah. to mm. sort of push for change and push for people to open their minds and think about how we can do things better. Oh, yeah. And still be, still be accepting and um, involving religion because it's important to people. Yeah. But just tweaking it. Yeah, I think people just need to be open and then respecting people's point of view. Because like here when you are, you know, have an argumentation, sometimes it's just go out from the the thing that you talk about. And when you feel it's so defensive or anything, then you start like go to religion talk. You go to the other talk to Mm. attack other people. Yeah, that's sometimes that's what makes the discussion is going nowhere. Instead of keep talking about the issue, yeah. so you put another issue there just to like You're just layering. to prove, yeah, just to prove that you are right and the other person wrong. Right. But there is no right wrong here. Like people have their opinion about things. Yep. Right. So I totally agree. You're a very forward-thinking, educated, independent <laughs> woman, leading the way. Yeah. You like you should but be there. single, <laughs> sad, <laughs> and almost expired. <laughs> 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 we 
have a single sad, almost expired Indonesian woman up for grabs. Anybody? She's going out to pasture. Yeah. So, you interested? Call <laughs> zero <laughs> two three one. Joking. Not available. Not available. Not available. Loving your life. Yeah, loving, loving my your life. independence. Yeah, I just don't see the importance of the needed of me to being married right now. I'm like waking up in the morning just by myself. It's because you have not met someone that has yeah. given you the desire and the to excitement live, yeah. to go, oh, I, I see a future with this person. Yeah. And when that happens, that's when those ideas will yeah organically unfold because people but keep keep talking to me like so what are you waiting for like uh, you have a job you're okay you're blah 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 you just don't have husband and i was like why, why is having husband make me complete yes. <laughs> in, if, you, in if you're that in search of a husband you're in like undoubtedly will end up marrying the wrong man yeah because you're not looking for the right yeah. person you're just looking for a husband yeah so you'll accept anything, yeah. right? And why yeah. would that make you a and more happy person? That's not going to make you happy. Yeah. No. It's going to make you divorced in five, ten years' time. And that's just like make, make my head spinning again <laughs> every day. Like I have yeah. to deal with people that, with someone that an opinion I don't really, yeah. you're not married. And everyone does have an opinion on your marriage or your mm. marriage oh, state. That mm. is true. Yeah. People are not going to let you go. No, when you're single, they will asking you when are you going to marry it, and mm-hmm. then when you marry, they will asking you when are you going to have kids. And when you've had a kid, when are you going to have another kid? Yeah. And then when you're going to have another one, and then another one. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you're and when your kid grow up, they will keep asking you when is your kid getting married. So the yeah. circle <laughs> around. Going around. I'm like, oh, okay, this is not the life that I want to live. But yeah, yeah, which is good because that means you already know. What do you mean? You already know that that's oh, yeah, not yeah. the life that, that's you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not what I want. Yeah, that's not what I want. Uh, so you know what to look for mm-hmm. if you start looking. Yeah. My inner circle of friends, they know what I want. So one time I pranked them, like, uh, so I want to you to meet my fiancé. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what, what is this happening? Oh, the another prank that I pulled out was, um, so my other friend, during this COVID time, they are selling food, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I order some, and then I send it to my other friends, you know. And then the, and one of them like, Devi, what is the occasion? Like, what is this? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting married. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he doesn't know until today. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh my god, are you really serious? Who is this guy? You never talk about us. Yeah, you will meet him soon enough in the COVID. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. I feel bad. And then I talked to my other friend, like, hey, can you put something on Instagram that, like, thank you for the hampers. Like, hope you wedding plan well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. They messing, were surprised. Messing with your mates. Yeah, yep. messing with them. It was it was really fun. Are all of your friends married or have you are there any other single I'm ladies? the only one who's single, I think. Yeah. Right now. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And the funniest thing, they came to me for advice. Yeah. <laughs> it's generally the because way. There's it like, because your perspective is like you are from someone who is not in marriage mm. and stuff. So sometimes it's given another perspective for me. Yeah. For what happening. Yeah, true. I have a really great relationship with one of my single friend ladies back home in Australia. And she is an absolute riot. And I love checking in with her and talking mm. with her because our conversations 
are just like they're so expansive it's we're never just talking about family life and the kids Mm. like you often do with you're married with family friends which is great too because you want to hear about that but then when you speak we speak with her we're talking about politics and we're talking about like parties and music and all these different topics Mm. it's like ah it's just refreshing you know this is like this is this is conversation. Yeah. I, yeah, I told my friend, but like, you know what? Everybody's so try to live with their spouse before they got married, and she told that to her mother. <laughs> and <now laughs> I was on a video call with her, and her mother like, "Ibu, hi, <laughs> I'm not that bad, you know." <laughs> but yeah, everyone should try and live with their spouse before yeah, they get married. Yeah, too. The divorce rate is actually higher <laughs> of people that have lived together before they get married than the people that haven't. Really? Oh, really? Yep. yep. Oh, that's not in Denmark. Me. Yeah. Well, they don't get married there. True. Yeah. yeah. So just stay together, never get married. Well, I think but because that's because they don't get married, so there is no divorce rate. Right? There's no. Mm. Well, there's no difference. Like if you're living together before you get married, then you get married. Then mm. there's nothing new in yeah. your relationship other than a ring on your yeah. finger and a certificate and a party that cost you without like thousands of dollars, mm. right? Yeah. But. If you don't live together and then you get married, then you move in together, there's the excitement of mm. the fresh marriage of learning how to live with someone and learning about all the idiosyncrasies that come with that new person. So there's, okay. there's arguments to both sides. Okay, okay. Yeah. I never thought about that. I lived with Sonu before we were married, so. But you're still mm. excited after you get married, right? I mean, I thought, yeah, I, I, I said to... Um, lots of my friends that were engaged after we were after I was married mm. and just you know as before they got married or on their wedding day mm. I found myself saying to them and they all lived together with their partners mm. before as well um, that although there's no difference in your living arrangement there is something different but there is something that changes there mm. is a shift in your relationship I think it comes down to just knowing that that's your person now like that's that's the one you've committed to each other you've made it real you've made it official and all of the trust issues or all of the questioning of are we going to be together forever you know he choose me yes all those things are now just like poof they're gone Mm. and there's this calmness to the relationship Mm. that is different and on that note we will say (laughs) thank you for this episode and thank you for listening in see you next time bye everybody I'm getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us for another fun-filled episode about our lives in Indonesia. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and hit the subscribe button on our podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. See you next week.